0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars. Yeah, I'm revved up and so excited to share with you today a very special guest calling in all the way from Melbourne, Australia. He's already in his tomorrow, so I wanted to know what the lottery winning lotteries are going to be, but he wouldn't share that with me. His name's Hugh Barter. He said it doesn't work that way, Mark. Hugh Barter is a racer with a very clear goal, and his goal to win the Formula One Championship one day. He was born in Japan and lives in Melbourne, Australia, where he has raced since the young age of seven in Australia's Cadet Series, and he can't wait for the race weekends to come and compete. Hugh runs in the KA class in karting, Junior Max, KA4, and KA3. He has multiple wins and podium finishes, and his talent and enthusiasm, and persistence, and discipline has set a course for a life of racing. He's appeared on television shows, radio shows, and now the Cars Yow Podcast, and is a regular in media in Australia. Oh, did I forget to mention that Hugh is only 14 years old. Hugh, uh, I will welcome you in just a minute to the show, but first we're going to take a break. We're going to thank our sponsors that make this possible, because in racing, sponsors are important. We'll be right back, so stay buckled up. We're going to have a fun ride today. The most damaging thing to your vehicle's interior isn't that drink your kids spilled in the backseat. It's the sun. Harsh UV rays damage your interior over time, they crack your dash, they fade the colors inside your car, and the heat makes getting into your favorite ride downright unbearable. My friends at Covercraft have the perfect solution for you. Their sunscreens are easy to use, they take seconds to install, and they protect your vehicle while parked in the harsh sun. They fold up easily and store away for those times you don't want to use your car cover. I have one for every one of my vehicles, and you should too. They come in a variety of colors and options, feature an accordion design that makes unfolding and folding them up a breeze. Want to give a gift that keeps on giving? Buy a sunscreen for your family members and your friends. They're custom made and fit almost any vehicle. Check out Covercraft.com for a huge number of styles, colors, and options that you're sure to love. And I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH120, that's yeah H one two zero at Covercraft.com, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. Go to Covercraft.com and use the code YEAH120 at checkout, and you've got a deal. That's Covercraft.com. Use the code YEAH120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. Get your sunscreen today. You'll thank me for it later. What do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 professional wins, multiple wins at the 24-hour of Daytona, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're Kevin Buckler, racer and the racing group's team owner, you create Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, and a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Redline. It's a rich and complex blend delivering a taste of ripe blackberries, black cherry licorice, and a hint of toasty oak. An added very cool option is that this features the world's first interactive wine label. That's right. When you pour the wine, the three-dimensional tachometer actually hits the red line. It's incredible. The Racing Series is a killer gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARS, yeah, all one word in all caps, when you go to checkout, you'll get $10 off any purchase of wines from the Racing Series the wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door use the code cars yeah check for ten dollars off of your purchase today there's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code cars to save ten dollars today <laughs> cheers hey hugh welcome to cars yeah my friend are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride
1: Yep, all strapped in and ready to go. All
0: right, this is very cool. Well, before we start this journey of racing and the life you've chosen for yourself, I want you to tell my listeners maybe one little thing that most people don't know about Hugh Barter. Ooh, that's
1: that. That's a good question, actually. Um, I've never been asked this before.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't
1: know. There's a, a lot of things I've shared across social media, you know, how I got into cars. Probably what, what not most people know is like at the age of four and three – I was already kind of into the motorsport industry and, you know, the car side of things. Like, at, I think the age of three, I picked up a screwdriver, not knowing what it was. I was living in Japan at this time, and I tried to work on my scooter, even though I didn't know what it did. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so it was... uh, even at a, such a young age and not knowing what half the stuff did, I was already working on um, my scooter. So that's probably...
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it's it's good for a race car driver to have some mechanical skills. So uh, I, I'm not going to ask your mom why she was letting a three-year-old walk around with a screwdriver in his hand. But, you know, I think it was a good start for you. Obviously, she had one eye on you for that. So no doubt you were in safe hands. I think this is pretty cool. And, you know, you're probably the youngest person I've had on the show. I have had another 14-year-old. He was in the car detailing business. I've had some 15-, 16-, 17-year-old racers on the show, but I think you may be the youngest racer that I've had on the show. So this is It was pretty cool, and we're going to have a pretty fun ride, and I think the fact that I'm talking to somebody on the other side of the planet today uh, is a testament to the wonderful world of technology that we live in. So let's take a little journey here, Hugh. I would love for you to share a success quote, uh, a mantra, some kind of saying that has a meaning for you in your life as a racer. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tire smoking a little bit here on Cars, yeah. Hugh, I know you love to drive, so take the wheel, young man.
1: Oh man. <laughs>
0: These are so good questions.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh I don't really have my own quote. I have a whole bunch of other quotes that, you know, other people have said, like Mario Andretti's quote um quote saying that, you know, if if you feel like you're comfortable then you're not driving fast enough and you've <laughs> got, you know, Setter's quote, obviously the um you know, if you see a gap and don't go for it, you're no longer a racing car driver. Um, there are so many quotes in motorsport these days now that come from so many inspiring people, you know, Nikki Lauda, James Hunt. There's just like so many legends around these days that not necessarily have passed away, but, you know, just aren't racing anymore. But yeah, I don't really have my own quote. That's probably something I've got to, you know, comes naturally. I have to say that probably when i you know when i when i feel like it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, well, yeah
0: let's do this let's play a little game here because i think at some point in time as you develop your career you're going to have your own quotes and sayings there's nothing wrong with running on other people's quotes and you mentioned a couple legendary people there of course nikki lauda uh, who we just lost last year of course uh, uh, due to age and health and uh, james hunt of course who died at a very young age not at the wheel of a car but i believe he had a heart attack or something like that uh, maybe he lived life a little too fast or a little too carefree. Senna, of course, is one of my favorites. I actually have one of Senna's quotes on the back of my business card. You want to know what that is? Uh, (laughs) I'll I'll tell you. No, I'll tell you what it is, is uh, the past is just data. I only see the future. And I think it's a it's a great quote. I think I'm a much older guy than you, but let me ask you this: you you cited a couple quotes there. If there was a quote that somebody else has said that kind of stands out for you, could you tell me why that has some particular meaning for you?
1: I like just the the original. You know, if you don't go for the gap, you're no longer a racing car driver. I don't think that quote probably some people take too too far of an extent um they go for some moves that are, are not quite there but as a young carter from japan i was very cautious on how i drove and a lot of the time i needed to uh Let's say, um, grow some balls, (laughs) you know,
0: it'd be a little more aggressive, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, um, I needed to work on my game, you know, to make a move, and that's was one of the quotes that kind of pushed me more towards the side to doing that, you know, not to an extent where I was driving like people and off the track, I was just, I was now able to, you know, go for that move, and even with slight, with a slight gap, I was like making people make that gap bigger by forcing them to because, you know, I was coming – through you know yeah. so it was like forcing them to open up the gap a bit because if they didn't then we weren't going to
0: make the corner absolutely you know one of the things about that quote and i like that quote a lot because it also has a great meaning to life and that is take a chance try something different try something new go for it and that's how great things in in life happen in careers and so forth and definitely for a race car driver now let's talk a little bit about why you think you've chosen this path in your life to be a racer you're a young man, you have a long way to go. However, you've come a long way too. I mean for somebody to start racing half your life ago, in essence, it's seven or so, and now you're fourteen and you're on your way. What made you strive to be a race car driver why are you pursuing this a lot of young people get in a cart and have fun and they go home and that's the end of it but not you i mean this is a major part of your life and to set a goal of being an f1 driver is a major major goal that not too many young people even at your age can even envision so what is it about racing that gets you so excited about getting out of bed every day
1: it's just the adrenaline man like when when you hop out of bed and you and you have that goal to win coming across the line and winning is just it, it's such a rush so it's something when you when I'm driving I just I can forget everything else that's you know kind of going on and then and just drive it's like that's the only focus when I'm out on track there's so much rush and the, the adrenaline is just all pumped up and you're really just in the moment sort of thing it's an amazing feeling not to just win, but to just be able to drive. And I don't know. At the age, at the age of, I think it was three when I come to Australia. Then I think I was at age of four when I went to the V8s at Phillip Island. I always, I always talk about this when I'm on interviews. And mm-hmm. I think walking back from um, after watching the V8s that day, and we saw this simulator company packing up. I begged my dad to go on it. I think, I don't know how tall I was. I'm only f- five foot now, and I like just hit it six months ago, and I'm at the age of 14, so I'm, I'm very small. Yeah. <laughs> and I was begged him for like, I don't know, 500 meters. I was just <laughs> begging him. So he asked the guys, um, could I hop on, and him to do the pedals, and I'll just steer. Yeah. And um, yeah, well, they said, yeah, no worries, and um, I got on, and we would, driving around Bathurst like one of the most you know prestigious um Australian circuits Oh yeah. so and I only crashed once at the age of four (laughs) yeah yeah so everybody after I hopped off everybody was cheering me and um dad thought you know what we'll buy we'll buy a PlayStation get some games see how it goes and uh By the age of five, I had a go-kart, so just gone from there. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's really fun, and uh, there's always a point in time in a young man or a young woman's life, or even later, that signifies that starting point when that spark is lit to engage in something, and for you to be able to sit on that simulators. Are simulators something that you use now as a training tool?
1: Yeah, heaps, heaps. Probably not as much as, you know, a couple years ago, um, since really the technology wasn't there. That's just how fast it's developed over the past couple years. But yeah, I've used heaps of simulators, and they help. I've got one at home that I use. It's really not too fine-tune because that's pretty much what you do out on track that that's what testing's for to fine-tune your skills um it's just more to like keep your skills intact it's there to help out find a couple uh problems in your driving because you can look over data now so Mm. you can find you know that you're inconsistent there that your standard deviation is off it just really helps with you know getting those main points that intact so when you go out to the track you're not worrying about, am I doing this wrong? Am I doing that wrong? You Mm -hmm. can just focus on uh, sharpening your skills up, being consistent and all those things.
0: Well, you know, simulators have come such a long way. I had a guest on the show who, uh, Chris Considine, who owns CRX simulators, and I was at his facility in Los Angeles. And I've never sat in a simulator that was so so real uh, and so authentic. And it was just so much fun. Uh, Let me ask you this. If there's a young person out there listening to us talk today and you're such an inspiration for people and they think that they would like to get into racing what's a key piece of uh, information or advice you might offer them as a place to start
1: oh place to start definitely as a young kid you want to start in karts yeah do you mean by this question do you mean like where to start in the mindset or just in the industry? Well,
0: I think really both because um, karting is such a great place for people to start and it's, it's somewhat inexpensive. I know as you get up into the ranks, it gets more and more expensive, but definitely I think it's important and I would hope you would agree to start in carts before you can even drive automobiles because it gives you a lot of what we call seat time in racing, right? Uh, if you think mm. somebody like Senna, I mean, he was racing carts uh, before he jumped into cars and I mean, the guy was a magician in a cart. I mean, it was incredible. You can still find videos of him. So uh, let's just say I'm a young person. I'm 10, 11, 12 years old and I listen to you today and I go, man, I want to do what Hugh's doing. I, where do I begin?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah definitely start in kart. I say you can start in carts in Australia at the age of five, but you can't race professionally, I think until the age of seven, mm-hmm. so like um race under the like main events, yeah, so like you know club days and all of that um you can test while you're at five but not race and then I would do you know a couple of years or more than a couple of years so what I'm fourteen now um and our plans are to get out of carts by the end of the year. Yeah, so I would say get out of carts before you turn 16, mm. let's say, because yeah. um, by then you have to go up to seniors, and I think you're just leaving it too late by then. Yeah, yeah so you probably want to do that to start off your career. There are multiple cart brands. Um, it's pretty easy to just find your nearest cart store. <laughs> exactly. We, in Australia, we we. It's I don't know. It's it's pretty easy saying you can just do this, 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 um, but the expenses are, are pretty harsh in the um, motorsport industry. Yeah, so, it, yeah, definitely cast as your Your um, starting point. Spot.
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, and then what are your thoughts or your plans as you tr- you move through the sequence of the types of cars? I noticed on your document you, that you sent me, you have a very succinct plan on the, the journey ahead of you because your ultimate goal is, Ferrari, or is F1, maybe with Ferrari. Who knows? We'll see where you end up, but uh, who signs you. But uh, what are the what's the progression after carts that you see will work for you?
1: Yeah. So the, at the end of the year, we'll be driving the Richard Millet Scholarship, which is in an F4, which is like a a smaller version of an F3, basically, which is a smaller version of an F2, and then an <laughs> F2 is like the smaller version of an F1. Ah, um,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like a it's like a stepping stone towards F1. So it's probably going to get pretty expensive quite soon. Yeah, <laughs> not saying no that's kidding. not right now. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of we need a lot of sponsors to come on board, mm. but I guess that's something we can develop in the uh, next couple months and doing things like this might help never know yeah, um yeah. yeah so we'll be doing that and uh if we do get that scholarship it'll really help with the fundings for next year's french Air 4 series mm-hmm. that we're planning on doing uh since that is pretty expensive and uh it funds the entries i think and a couple other things so it, it's really good that pretty much gives it away that we're um we're trying to get into the french Air Force series for next year and um Maybe, depending on funds, we might do the Italian-French F4.
0: Wow, sounds like you got your path laid out for you. You know, I always like to ask my guests about a challenge in their life. Now, it almost seems kind of silly to ask a 14-year-old about challenges in your life. But you know what? Young people have challenges in their life, and especially trying to be a race car driver is immensely challenging. So maybe you could share with me one time in your career as a racer that seemed very challenging. Maybe it was a point where you felt like, oh man, this is what I want to do, or how are we going to get through this? Kind of walk us through that journey and then tell us, what you learn from it, so that you could take that lesson forward in a positive way.
1: Um, I always felt challenged to get my mindset correct in in just general. Like when I'm sitting on the grid, I always uh, felt like trying to get my nerves intact was uh, mm. extremely hard. I feel th- I feel like. A lot of the time, race car drivers are, are quick. Most of them are quick, but what it really comes down to is your hit, your mindset, and your consistency. Everyone can do a quick time. Let's say in carts at this track might be a forty-eight-eight, and. Let's say 50% of the field can do a 48-8 in their entire life. Mm-hmm. And someone might come up to you and be like, oh, I've done that time, but they only qualified 25th. That might be because they're sitting on the grid and they're nervous. And when they do go out there, they don't perform to the max. And that's what I always struggled with. And I had to go see some you know, some people to help me out. I don't know if you know someone called by the name Nor Blundell.
0: No, I don't. Who is that?
1: He's a sports psychologist um, uh. and he helped... He helped me out heaps and um teaching me how to keep my nose intact and uh being Japanese I like to put some data into that um uh-huh. and show me you know the the facts of how it all works and uh he was really good with that um so he helped me out heaps and um really from then that's when um our results started coming cuz uh, for years we you know we we would start you know the off the weekend kind of average and then at the final all of a sudden our pace would go Really good because mm-hmm. I had nothing to lose at that point because we mm-hmm. started 10th or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, It's 10th is like, well, it's top 10, you know? Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> there tenth, you,
1: go. you know, there's another nine cars in front of you that you want to beat.
0: Right, right. Exactly. So, yeah. You
1: know, that's when our results started coming. You know, the, seriously, the meeting that after we saw, we went to the first meeting with Noel, we qualified on poll. Won two race heats, came second in one of them, come towards the final, and just was unlucky. And uh, we have two pins that go into the brake pad, and one of the pins come out. Oh, no. And then we had the brakes dragging. But, you know, uh, it happens. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, that was a really good result because we saw that we're getting results out of it. And, yeah. yeah
0: you're improving. You know, uh, I had a guest on my show. Do you know a gentleman named Jacques Delaire? No. He wrote, he wrote a book, has a company called Performance Prime, and I would highly recommend that you look him up. He has a website, and I'll send you links to this. Amazing guy, and he's helped many race car drivers a win, including Formula One drivers. He's done a marvelous job, and his book is all about getting your mind right for whatever you're seeking to do in life. So I would encourage you to look that up, have your parents buy you that book and read it. I think it's exactly what this person that you were talking with helped you with, and that's getting your mind right, focus right, so that you can perform at your peak performance and be a performance prime, if you will. That's exactly what you were talking about, and I think you could certainly benefit from what Jacques Dallaire has done. He's actually been a guest twice on my show now, so you can go back and listen to them. A very thoughtful guy, and I got to meet him in person at an event I was speaking at, and he was speaking there as well, and uh, he's, he's really great to listen to. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors, but we're going to be right back and talk a little bit more about your passion for racing and cars. So sit tight, stay buckled up. We'll be right back. and the latest auction sales. Go to sportscarmarket.com and subscribe today. And don't miss my weekly podcast with Keith Martin titled Buy, Sell, Hold. It's the essence of collecting. We talk to the movers and shakers in the collector car world. Here's a couple deals I have for you just for listening here on Cars Yeah. If you use the checkout code Yeah, you'll receive a 50% discount on your digital subscription at sportscarmarket.com. That's an exclusive offer from Cars Yeah, and guess what? Here's another deal. If you'd like to get the actual magazine, use the code BSH for buy, sell, hold. That's code BSH, and you'll get $10 off your annual print subscription. That's right, $10 off. Both of these are exclusive offers here at Cars Yeah for Sports Car Market Magazine. Just go to sportscarmarket.com and get your deals today. Let's take a pit stop from the conversation and talk about my charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. One of those nonprofits is very near and dear to my heart because it's right down the road from the Cars Yeah headquarters. It's the LeMay America's Car Museum in Tacoma, Washington. One of the world's truly great automobile collections and one of those must see bucket list destinations for car people like you and me. If you haven't seen it, I hope you make a trip soon. And if you have seen it, it's probably time to visit again. To learn more about this fantastic museum, go to www.americascarmuseum.org. And while you're there, you can donate to help them keep their engines running. That's www.americascarmuseum.org. All right, we're back, Hugh. Um, You know, you talked a little bit about being a little kid with a screwdriver at three and trying to fix your scooter, uh, which is hilarious. Is there a pivotal moment? And you kind of touched on this a bit earlier when you knew you definitely wanted to be a race car driver. Was that the experience at the simulator, or was it the first time you sat in a cart?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely for uh, sitting in the cart because. I guess the simulator didn't really give me a full feel of what it's all about. Mm -hmm. You know, sitting in the car, it was like, I don't know, I was doing, I was putting around and the the spark plug was having a go at me because I wasn't revving it hard enough and (laughs) it was flooded and (laughs) all sorts of stuff was going on. But yeah, even at uh, such a young age and going that slow, I knew this is is, uh, what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, it was just so much fun, and
0: uh, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, the first, uh, what was the first cart that you got in that you went, okay, I'm here, this is what I want to be doing? Was it that first racing cart you got, or was there one afterwards that was a little more high performance that really clicked all the boxes for you?
1: Ooh. I guess I always, I I enjoyed it, and I was like, yeah, this is what I wanted to do, but, like, what really, like, cleared it up, and I was like, yeah, this, this is, this is, this is like, Definitely, what I want to do. Yeah. I would say, in I'm not sure how saying this. Probably, yeah, 2014 when the new was it 2014? No, 2015. Uh-huh. Pretty sure, yeah, 2015 when the when the new mini rock came out, the vortex, and had um, just had so much more power that all the uh, my previous engines and you know the power, and I was like, at this point, I'm I'm not even in you know juniors yet, and so, I was yeah. like, if the power is like this now, imagine it in like, like a couple of years, <laughs> which is where I am now. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, I think the edger that I run now is like 25. I've got 25 horsepower in one of them and uh, the other one I've got like 28, I think. Yeah. It's just like, and it hits a rev limiter. And um, it, I think the rev limiter is like 1600, if I remember. Wow. Six, yeah. 16 16, 16, Something like that.
0: Yeah. For those listeners that have never driven a shifter cart or a very fast go-kart, we're talking about like slot car speeds here. I mean, these things have so much power and they're so fast. They have a karting track here that have some pretty fast carts, And I have a friend that has some really fast shifter carts. And I tell you, after about an hour on the track I get out, I feel like my ribs are broken. Um, it's like the, yeah, the, the, w- the force going around the corners and my neck with a helmet. I, 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 couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah. The shifter carts are pretty violent on you, on your body. Cause, um, it's just so brutal cause it's yeah. just stop and go sort of yeah. thing yeah. Uh, for yeah. through all the corners. So you said that's
0: a vortex cart. Is that what that's called?
1: It's the model of the engine. So, oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah, it's a vortex DVS, which is one of them. And the other ones are
0: Rotax. Okay. Very cool. Well, I'm going to ask you kind of a question that I don't think anyone's ever asked you. I don't know if anyone else will ever ask you this. We'll see in your career as you progress through the the different models. I'm going to get into your head a little bit here, Hugh, and ask you that if you woke up tomorrow and you were actually a vehicle, could be a cart, race car, whatever, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself and your focus on racing and your drive as an as a human being what would hugh barter be and why
1: oh definitely a first Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know my favorite car probably doesn't doesn't describe my personality which is the mclaren p1 Ooh, nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> i just like the look at that car the sound of that car it's pretty much everything about that car yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i don't know what describes my personality i think i'm more to the side of like you know with anything that comes and hits me you know, i'll push through um i've yeah. had a lot of i've had a lot of uh eventful things go on in my career so far with and um we've always got gotten through it um not just me uh the whole family was yeah. um uh and you know my driving style you could also say it's it's pretty more to the smooth uh the smooth side of things Good. um that's just how i kind of started and that's how it's always been yeah i'm not saying that you know it's the best way cuz there's so many driving styles and um there's so many different ways to go fast. It's so
0: <laughs> Fast is what I've heard from a lot of coaches.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then you look at Ayrton Senna, and uh, he's probably one of the most aggressive he on the world.
0: <laughs> he, he and uh, Jacques Villeneuve, yeah. They're a little bit of some outliers, the way they drive.
1: Man, Jacques was ridiculous. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and Gilles. Gilles was pretty, well, Jill, was pretty yeah, good. Yeah,
0: Jill's actually the one I'm thinking about. Yeah, I, I know his son. Yeah, Gilles Villeneuve is the one I'm thinking about. Yeah. Uh, you watch yeah. him drive like the Ferrari P4, P3. I mean, the, the way he drove was just incredible.
1: One of the years, brands Hatch, when he blew up a tire. I just kept going. I was-
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, yeah. what, what are you doing? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I got to get in the pits. Like, I need a new tire, yeah. put a new tire on. Well, let's get back to the, answering this yeah. question for you. Sorry, and I know, I, no, that's track. okay. I know This is an odd question. And I'm sure, like I said, no one's ever asked you this. And it's a little bit deep, a little ethereal. But uh, if you think about what you just told me, you're smooth. You feel like you don't give up. You keep moving. So is there a vehicle that you can think of? Could be any vehicle that you feel like, okay, that kind of fits me right now. May not fit you next year because your style may. Evolve.
1: It keeps going. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. A smooth ride, which instantly comes to mind right now, is is something like a like a Tesla. <laughs>
0: okay, no, that's okay because here you go. That's a good good answer because Tesla, uh you know, new, young car, innovative. That's what you are. It's very smooth, but very quick. Has the ludicrous mode if you want to go really fast. But if you want to just get there at the end of the race, it's still keeps bringing on the power so let's call you a tesla i think that works yeah. that works for right now you may evolve into something different in the future and and with the future coming on with e racing who knows you may be racing electric formula one car Yeah. By the time you get there. so who knows that's gonna be fast all right we're up to the last lap here and i'm gonna fire off some questions i'm gonna get some very quick blips of that tesla throttle i guess you can't blip a tesla throttle can you uh let's call it the <laughs> blips of the mclaren p1 throttle i think that would be a better sounding car all right yep. here we go what's one of your habits hugh that you believe has contributed to your success so far in racing
1: uh definitely fitness yeah um, definitely yeah for the past i don't know Two years almost now. I think I've been going to the gym constantly. That's it's just a huge um, a need for yeah. so doing this. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 so demanding. Like a lot of people, I go to the gym, and a lot of my friends at school go, "Why do you go to the gym for carts? Like <laughs> y- you sit down and push a throttle and a brake yeah. and turn around a corner." I don't like it, it. Does frustrate me, but I do understand from their point of view. You know why why would you like, if from an outside one of you and you're looking at someone, go to the gym to race a car, It's just like,
0: what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, put' in a put' in a car in an endurance race, and they'll figure that out. Really, yeah, really quick exactly. yeah you so gotta be fit now being uh physically so fit. yeah it's important definitely every racer i've talked to that's a key part of the regimen especially these days no more days of gym hunt partying all night and getting up and racing a formula one car you couldn't do it these days the cars are too incredible how about if i could let you sit down and have a drink or a meal probably not a liquor drink at your age let's say a lemonade or an iced tea uh, <laughs> a drink or a meal with anyone who is in the racing industry either living or deceased who would that racer be
1: question well, the first thing that comes to mind is Ayrton Senna yeah. but like Ayrton was I, I don't know if he'd be the best person to talk to since you know he was at su- such a young age um, but I think Nicky would have been pretty cool to talk to he yeah. he had such a good idea of you know how a car works, or even like someone like Jackie Stewart you know mm-hmm. they've got I've actually spoken to Jackie Stewart before oh, cool. um, nice. yeah and um, it's an amazing person to talk to yeah. such such a great knowledge in the um, industry about cars you know what to do it's just like someone that's got a, a wide um, expand of knowledge throughout motorsport and is just
0: wise in general yeah he's been there done a whole lot that's absolutely for sure and he was such a, a advocate for safety in racing as well which was great for everybody how about uh the best racing advice someone else has offered you Ooh,
1: i get most of my racing advice from my engine builder actually <laughs> oh, okay is there something
0: yeah. he's told you that has really carried through for you on the track
1: yeah yeah um he he's it's not uh, i don't think so much like, what advice that he gives me, it's so much more, like, where I can improve. And, like, he tells me, oh, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? And points out, like, things that I haven't done. Mm-hmm. And so, he doesn't point out, you should do this. You should do this. You should do this. He always says, why didn't you do this? Yeah. You, you go. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. He, and he kind of makes me explain to him why that. and then And then he's like, I don't care. <laughs> so, it's like... You know, we have a a really good relationship and he's been building my engine since I I started um, karting. And, um, yeah, so I think one of them, you know, has been, like, blocking. That's, like, a really important thing in motorsport, just Mm. defending your position and knowing when to defend your position because someone might be three-tenths quicker than you and is going to be carrying a train behind you. Yeah. Whether or not to let, let him go and just follow him and try to stick with him in his toe might be a better option than blocking. So even though he's carrying a train behind you and you are taking that small risk, that's probably a better way because if you start blocking and then more people start coming back onto the train and then eventually he gets desperate, makes a move on you and pushes you wide off into the grass, you're going to be losing more spots than what you initially did.
0: Now, I always ask my guests for a resource. I would like to maybe do a shout-out to some of your current sponsors uh, who are helping you on your track because sponsorship in racing is so important. Are there a few sponsors you'd like to do a quick shout-out for?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, up and Go and try it out. Um They've helped me heaps throughout uh, my karting industry. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just... A huge help from them. I really couldn't have done anything like this without them. They've helped me so much, and it's just amazing what they've done for me. Nito and they've just helped. I think they come on board uh, last year, and they're really fun helping me with um, my Instagram and just. He's a really nice guy. Definitely check him out. He's just starting up um, a business up, so it's it's really cool. Because we're kind of on the same path, sort of thing, you know. Yeah. He's starting his business up. I'm kind of climbing my way up to the top through different categories. So nice. we're kind of, you know, sharing the same experience and helping each other out. You know, yeah. I'll do sort of i do stuff like this for him. You know, it's it's really cool. So definitely go check him out. Go ch- go uh, check all of them just they're really
0: good okay you know what yeah. how you do is send me links to those so i can put those up on your show notes page on the cars yeah website so you listeners out there can go check out hugh barter on cars uh, just type hugh in the search bar hugh barter and that page will pop up with uh, up and go and trido and Nito and any other sponsors you'd like to do a shout out to so we can give them a, a nice uh, accolade for what they're doing and helping you in your racing how about a book now i mentioned uh, jacques Delaire, performance prime it's a great book for any Anybody, business or racing that want to get figured out how to get their head straight is there another book that perhaps you've read that you found beneficial you'd like to share
1: oh man i've got lots of books <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> well maybe just one that stands out
1: i've read a terence doves book before he's a driver coach in the uk
0: uh-huh.
1: but i think I, enjoy, I actually enjoyed reading mark webber's book yeah, it's pretty interesting, you know, the steps that he took to get towards F1 and how hard he had to train. So it just shows you, you know, the how Australia isn't probably the great place to start off because it's so isolated in where it is and the currency exchange isn't all too great. But uh, yeah, it shows, just shows you how dedicated he, he was towards getting there. And um, so many, I've also heard, you know, things that he has he's had to done to, to get to where he was.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a great book, and I'll make sure I put a, a link to this book. Uh, Aussie Grit, I believe, is the title of Mark Weber's book. Is that the one you're thinking of? Yep. 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 Subtitle My Formula One Journey. I'll make sure I put a link to that. And also this other book by Terrence. We'll make sure we find that one and put that on huge show notes page. There's a great place, place on the Carsia yeah website where you can find all these books that all my inspiring automotive enthusiasts have offered. There's over 1,600 books li- listed there under the resources tab on the website, so check it out. Guest recommended books. All right, Hugh, we're up to the checkered flag here. I got a bit of a doozy for you. I'm going to buy you a cool car today, okay? I know you can't quite drive yet. Is is 16 the legal driving age in Australia, or is it a little older?
1: Uh, four. <laughs> is that a question that I know? I haven't really took too much interest into driving a car on the road yet.
0: <laughs> well, you better if you're going to be a race car driver.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think it's 16, yeah. 16. Okay, um, well... Six-
0: Well, here's the the question I have for you or the thought I have for you. I'm going to buy you a very cool car today, something you can drive on the road. Since you're going to be a race car driver, teams will provide the cars, not me. Uh, But there's a couple rules to this game. One is you can't sell it. So if you pick an expensive car, you've got to keep it because I know you're a smart young man. You'd probably sell it and that would fund your racing for the next few years. So uh, if you pick a Ferrari GTO, you're stuck with one, my friend. Uh, I want you to have a car you can enjoy and drive. No garage queens, as we call it them here dust collectors uh, but here's the key it's the only cool car you can have it could be a supercar, it could be an old classic car anything you want i'm going to buy for you today what would you like
1: i'm actually kind of going to more more towards the classic cars right now oh, really? um, i don't okay. know yeah, i don't know why yeah it's kind of come to mind um yeah I, I really do like porsches though Okay. Um, good job they're they're like a a nice fancy car they they're Pretty. I don't explain it. They're just so. They just. They got like a really nice personality to it. I feel like you there see you a Porsche driver and you see that. I I kind of give them respect.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I <laughs> like, like to, to hear to that. Expect. I'm a Porsche guy, so I love that. Is there a specific model? Uh, would you like an older one or a newer one?
1: Yeah, in saying that, I don't really know the old ones, so it's okay. a bit of pain. I know the 911 RSR, the um, the old motor. That's a pretty nice car. Uh, um,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you look good in that. I think so. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do here. I'll, uh, I'll give this a little thought and I'll pick out maybe a, a 911 RSR, uh, maybe something older from the 70s, uh, part of the IROC racing series uh, or an RS Carrera lightweight, which you can drive on the track or the street. That's a pretty cool car. So uh, does that sound good for you?
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay,
0: I'll get to work. Is there a color you like yours to be?
1: Ooh, uh, navy blue.
0: Navy blue. Okay, I can do that for you. There's some great blue colors that Porsche builds. So there you go. Hugh, uh, you've taken me on a fun ride today. You are quite a sharp young man. I'm so happy that uh, we connected and I could share your story and your inspiration with my listeners. Before I let you go, though... Would you offer our listeners maybe one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance when it comes to life or racing, whatever it is, before you race off into the sunset in that navy blue 911 RS lightweight?
1: Yeah, definitely. I would just say just never give up, no matter what anyone says or anyone does. Um it's it's your dream and don't let anything get in the way of that.
0: Nah, nicely said. Perfect. I think every race car driver I've had on the show have used those words and they work for racing. And you know what? They work for life too. Hey, how can people follow along with your racing career?
1: I do have social media and I have a I also have a webpage and okay. every I think every, after every round every two rounds of the Pro Tour and the Nationals. So those two rounds being those two different championships, um, I do send out a newsletter and uh, you can choose whether or not to uh, subscribe, I guess, towards yeah. that uh-huh. um, on my webpage. And um, you can go check that out. And I have a Facebook and Instagram uh profile
0: what's your what's your website name what is it what's the url for that i
1: think it's just HughBioracing.com.
0: cool i'll make sure i get that right and i put that up on hugh's or show notes page here on the cars yeah website so you can follow along also put links to all his social media so you can keep up with him make sure you follow him uh click like on those and uh, check out what he's doing sign up for his newsletter so he can keep you informed and so you can stay inspired Hugh, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your life with me. You're a very smart young man. I think you're going to go long ways here in this racing career, I have no doubt. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome.